So welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the TVNT podcast. Now, I know what you're thinking, Adriana, what the fuck is going on? I'm alone. Selena is not here, but we have a guest, our returning guest for the third time, season three, her first appearance, Miss Haley herself, Alicia LeBen. Hello. What's up? Hi, guys. How's it going? (laughs) Thank you so much for coming on. This is your third appearance on the podcast. We love you here. I absolutely love you. You know that. And that means to all of the first time listeners, when Alicia is here, we're getting into the real housewives drama. We're diving into the Bravo universe. Selena, unfortunately, does not watch Bravo very much. She doesn't watch the real housewives. So I have to bring on my friend, my my girl, my sister to get into it. So that is what we are doing today. Yes. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. I am, you know, anytime you want to talk about housewives, I'm like, Let's go. And just anything TV, reality, you know the vibes. You know the vibes. Of course, of course, of course. So as always, we're going to kick off the show with a mood, a quote, if you will. Just give us your temperature. What's going on? How are you feeling? What's happening? Uh, Okay. So honestly, based (laughs) off of... (laughs) Also, be warned, we're we're drinking wine. Obviously, Obviously. Obviously. So based off of... The last, like, however many hours from Sunday, the uh, Academy Awards, the Oscars, until mm-hmm. today, my current mood is from the movie Gone with the Wind, mm. 1939 classic film, of when course. Rhett Butler says, frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. That is literally how I feel about every <laughs> fucking thing that's going on right now. I'm coming in hot. I'm coming in hot. Okay. I don't care. I don't give a damn. I'm sure we'll get into the Oscars and Michigan's later, but that is how I feel. That's how I feel. Obviously. So you can breathe. Obviously. Yeah. Um, Wow. Okay. So I mean, I like it. I'm feeling it. It's very unapologetic. It's very you. (laughs) Obvi. So my quote for the week, it's coming from Karen Walker, of course, from Will and Grace. And she says, well, you're all boring and I'm fun. Smell you later. Oh, I Basically, love that. That's how I'm feeling right now. I um, re-downloaded Hinge this weekend. Oh, oh, oh wait, uh, wait a minute, wait a minute. And Lord. let's just say the energy, it ain't right. It ain't it's right. It's not giving what it's supposed to give. Not mm. giving what it's supposed to give. It's giving the men think they're bad bitches and they want me to bag them and i'm just like sir you need to control the conversation take this somewhere like Hmm. you know just show me that you can handle a little something oh that's what's happening on the world of of online dating and it's just it's giving i think i'm a bad bitch and it's like sir no you're not I don't like that for you. I don't like that for me either. Um, there's only one bit bad bitch allowed in the relationship and it's me. And so, mm-hmm. you know, okay. I'm, I haven't deleted it yet, but let's. <laughs> <laughs> I So wait, what made you want to get back on in the first place? I just. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I just, you know, since the year started, I haven't really been dating. I cut off all my hoes and I, and I was just like, 
it's kind of time. Like, let me, let me just see what's, you know, what, what's out there, what's happening, what's brewing. Okay. And yeah, nothing's happening. Nothing's popping. And it's like, I should have known because all my, half of my TikTok for you pages, like girls being like, oh my God, hinge. Oh my God. Uh, uh. So mm. I don't know. I, I just thought I would give it a try a shot. Um, but yeah, no one's coming correctly. And like, no one is really good looking enough to not come correctly. Like <laughs> not, there's nothing here that's interesting enough to, to make me, me to even like, maybe make an excuse for this yeah, type of behavior. Exactly. Understand. And I'm, you know, it's just, mm, I'm not feeling the vibes. I'm not feeling the vibes. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to hear. I know that you came on my podcast and we t- actually like the first episode and we talked about dating during quarantine. Yes. And it's, you know, obviously, I mean, you know, outside is open, so we're not really in quarantine no more, but right. it's, it's still kind of that same like thing of like, you know, being online and meeting someone and the initial mm-hmm. the FaceTime and like mm-hmm. the whole thing. And it's just. You guys should absolutely go listen to Alicia's podcast, that episode. I give you all the tips and tricks. Like I actually am a professional online dater. Like (laughs) I have a protocol that I follow and it works. So if someone's not like giving the right energy for, it's like you're weeding yourself out very quickly because I have a protocol. I'm not playing these little games with you. Well, I, I mean, listen, I, you know, it's been a while since I have dated, but I mean, she's getting married guys. I am. I am. uh, We're, we're doing, we're getting betrothed Mm. to another. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's one of those things where it's easy to just be like, well, just have fun with it. But again, if they're not giving what they're supposed to give, it's like, right. There's no fun to be had. There's no fun to be had. Exactly. Well, I hope that have you tried, we've talked about Miami and we've talked about Miami dating. Have you tried expanding the radius? The radius is open. Oh, it's also oh, like, in, like you're doing like Mrs. Worldwide where the radius is open, we're oh, okay. like, you know, exploring different places. I don't know. I just feel uh-huh. like the energy is just not, not there. Mm-hmm. And I do think a little bit of like the problem with online dating is like, the, it's the bottom of the barrel in a sense. Um, you think a lot of people have met online and like, I know, I feel like there's like very few gems, but I just, mm, it's, it's giving the, the, the energy just isn't right. I don't know. I, and I like a person that's real, like is on it. You like you, witty Willington, right? Like, like a fast person. Like, on yeah, the I want sure. someone that's like, got some energy for me. Mm-hmm. Like you want some zhuzh. Right. Get okay. get me excited. Make me feel a little sunshine. <laughs> you know? I can't. I mean, I get it. I get it. I mean, listen, I say I'm happy that you've you've let it open. You've let it be an open situation. Because mm-hmm. prior we talked and it was more like the local, but now no. it's like let's expand our horizons. And I think maybe there's a cute, good looking white boy from Idaho. That is what you need in your life. And maybe he's quick and maybe he's a, you know, a small town guy with a big city heart. And, you know, he's what you need in life. Right. And I, I like a, I would love a, 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 a down to earth farm type. Like I listen to country music, (laughs) like I could get with it, you know? 
Um, so said, I, I like Toby Keith. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. <laughs> I know. I know you do. <laughs> I really do. Okay. Um, so we'll we'll see what happens. Okay. We'll see. We'll see. We'll need to do another update. Figure it out. Yes, for sure. Um, so let's get into the show. We've got let's lots to talk it. about, lots to dive into. I want to start with the oldest of the series, and that's Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. The season is over, but we can't do this episode without getting into no. the season two of it all. And no. let's just dive in. If you want a on-the-go, in-depth review of what I thought, it's on my TikTok, so you can go watch it there. <laughs> I saw but let's get into it. How did you feel about the season? Let's talk about the gem um, shot of, of it all. Of it all. Okay. So I honestly, the I the beginning of this season, I felt so differently than I did at the end of the season. I felt at the end of the season, I was exhausted. I was exhausted by the storyline. I was exhausted by the cast. I was just, ex- I was like, I need this to end. I need the reunion to wrap up. I was just so exhausted by it between like, you know, the Jen shove and all in the beginning. And then it was the the Jenny stuff that came out afterwards. You were like, holy shit. And then knowing that the show's not really going to address it because it obviously came out after, after they filmed the reunion. Right. And then like the Mary not coming back and the Lisa Barlow hot mic moment. I was just exhausted. Right. And I felt like this season was like 50, 11 years long. It and was. I was just I was so exhausted. But I will say that this cast is so toxic, but in a way that makes for such good TV. Like, I can't, I know that sounds terrible, but it's like, they make for such good TV. And I don't know, like, the entire season was very up and down. There were moments that I was like, I can't, but listen, those girls give what they need to give. The ratings are where they need to be. And I will obviously be tuned in next season. So... I agree. Um, The one thing I can say, and this is just a critique on the Bravo universe, the Mm -hmm. people that come on the show, like, very rarely have a lot going on. And I feel like all of these women do have things going on, but they're just not highlighted in an interesting way. And I think it's to a real detriment. Like, Meredith has a booming business, young children, I mean, like, older, but, like, young and hip children. Sure. Um. She's got an interesting dynamic of, you know, like reviving her marriage. And there's things that we could be exploring and seeing there. We could be behind the scenes with Heather's life, uh, like her business, her her expansion. And I just don't feel like we see any of that in a way that's interesting. It always feels like the personal storylines are thrown in and like tossed aside. Mm-hmm. Um and they're not highlighted in a way where they used to be in the first couple seasons of the show. Like if we think yes. back to early New York, days. early Roni, where it was like Ramona had her business and like, you know, Bethany, like in Whole Foods trying to sell her Bethany bakes and right. like Jill, Jill Zarin with charity. Like, I get it. I it's get not it. enough to just have these like fa- fabulous women come together and fight. Like we, we should be invested in their stories on a personal level. And I just don't think the show really focuses on that. And I think that's to their detriment because mm-hmm. in moments like now you've got Jen Shaw on this bitch. I can't, you know, she's been, she's been arrested and she's about to face trial for these terrible allegations and crimes. Mm -hmm. And what we're seeing is really like throwaway arguments about the minutia of what someone said, where they were. And it really gets 
the the meat and potatoes of who these women are and how they could really be interacting is lost in this like really petty nonsense that still doesn't address the real issues on the couch. What is actually going on? I honestly, I agree with you. Like first point in that, like, I feel like they're not showing these women in a dynamic way. Mm -hmm. Whereas in the earlier seasons of Real Housewives of any city, really, it was very like, again, with New York and with, um, uh, Beverly Hills, even like we saw, we used to see so much of like Lisa Vanderpump and what she used to do, and like Adrian Maloof and her family owns all these businesses, and we mm-hmm. would see like the inner workings of that. But so they've, I do believe that they've kind of lost a lot of that. I do think though, the Peacock Miami, I think they kind of brought that back a little bit. But Absolutely. Out, but outside of that, I I think that Jen Shaw, that whole thing of like. This bitch defrauded him elderly, like stole their money. And by the reunion, I felt like I was gaslighted like a motherfucker because I'm literally right. I'm like, wait, am I not that I'm feeling sorry for her, but like, do I like her in this moment? Because they focus on so much other shit. And sadly, she's a likable person. She really is. She's a very likable person. So you tend to like forget that she did all this wild shit. And again, there's like so many people that were on this case and they have all pleaded guilty for a lesser charge. And I'm pretty sure the majority of them pleaded guilty with giving a part of, you know, compromise was giving information on her because she's mm-hmm. at the top of this scheme. So right. the fact that she's like, I don't know how many years I'm facing. I don't know what's going on. I'm like, Bleh. Right. It's like, what do you mean you don't know how many years you're facing? Like you're on trial, like you yourself are on trial. And I think Mm -hmm. it's very interesting that she's taking the stance of like, I'm innocent and I'm going to fight this for. And I don't like the fact that she's made it a racial justice issue. There are are real people (laughs) who are innocent of crimes that they are being accused of and do not have their brown Mm -hmm. and do Mm -hmm. not actually have the funds to fight this. And you with a closet full of designer clothes made your mom empty out her savings account to fight a million dollars so i cannot feel bad for you even though you sold it very well and i do think there are aspects of her business that are legitimate like i remember on the season one reunion Heather was like, we've been in Vegas with the owners of Tao and and the directors of the MGM Grand. And she's, you know, doing their marketing and and things of that nature. She's like, I didn't fully understand it, but I knew that she was she was wheeling and dealing and like working with all these big people. So I do think her business really was like a legitimate thing. But with all legitimate things like hedge fund managers that, you know, steal money like things can be illegal like illegal things can happen within a legitimate business i don't think her entire business was built on fraud but i do think there were crimes committed and that's what they investigated she's she's had to go before the courts before she had to change business practices before from a former lawsuit and so i think she probably readjusted thought that she was getting away with things and now you know it really caught up with her i just don't think I don't think the FBI, the DEA and the NYPD comes down to arrest you and they have nothing. Exactly. I'm like, so NY, not um, the state attorney is the state attorney for New York with I think they're Mm -hmm. the ones that are investigating her. They have like a 95 percent success rate, maybe even like 98 or something like that success rate on prosecuting 
criminals like this. So if it gets to that point, it means they absolutely have enough to convict you of a crime. So that's the first thing. The second thing to your point about like her, maybe not, you know, the entire business, you know, because she was connected and she knew people. I think that she was just a connected person because previous to this business, she was, uh, you know, had another business. She worked for larger companies where she mm-hmm. was using. I think like there was a company she worked for, like Trump University or something like that. So she mm. knew a lot of big people. Got and I it. think she also Coach Shaw. And like, you know, again, like she said, in fairness to her, he's not like a little league football coach. He's a big time college football coach. And he knows right. a lot of people, too. So to and me, he was I'm previously like, a lawyer. He was previously a lawyer. So to me, I feel like the connections and kind of like the movers and shakers, I feel like that was more so just networking as opposed to like, oh, but her business is real. And like, this is what, you know, we're affiliated or we know what it is. You know what I mean? But Uh nonetheless, she's she's I'm telling you, it's crazy how likable she is, because by the end of the reunion, I was legit like, wait. I like Jen Shaw again after like being like, she's a fucking terrible person. She did all this stuff. I was like, maybe I like her again. Maybe I like she, her again. She really played. She, she played, played it right. She played mm-hmm. it right. She did. She played all of her cards right this season. Mm-hmm. She tr- kind of stayed out of the fray. She didn't really go on the, the accusatory um, kind of stance in any situation. And mm-hmm. she picked her battles very specifically. She only went after Lisa in certain instances. Oh. She only went after Jenny in certain instances. She only like sort of went after Meredith in certain, like it was very calculated. So I think she really sat back and probably rewatched last season and was like, I was emotionally like unstable, but like yes. also I need to play this right. I need to play my cards right. And right. and Lisa Bar to me, Lisa, I stand for Lisa Barlow, by the way, but I felt like Lisa was the easy target. Like I felt like because she was having her issues with Meredith and because her and Jen got close, it just kind of seemed like Heather and Whitney have their issues with her. So it seems like she was the easy one to just like pick at. And by the time the season ended, I feel like everybody forgot about Jen. Right. I mean, it was it, it was everyone true. Was so focused on on Lisa. Madness. But also people were focused on Meredith, which I think was ridiculous. Um, oh, like her her dad's Shiva. I was like, why right. are we even like talking? Why are we about having this, this conversation? Ridiculous. Um, absurd. Yeah. I agree. And I just don't think Lisa. I the thing is with Lisa, like I don't think she's as nefarious as Heather, Heather Whitney, bad weather, try to paint oh. her out to me. But I do not think she does herself any favors with feeling insecure about her friendship with Meredith and then going on the offense. So like you don't feel insecure about your friendship and feel a little shaky and then start to accuse her of awful things. Like that's not the way to come back into the fold and to patch something up when you feel like our friendship has gone awry. And I don't really care what Lisa Barlow has to say. (laughs) Girl, you felt that way and you let everybody know it. And if Meredith isn't as smart as I know she is, you're never going to be friends with her again. Like she might keep it cute and cordial, but baby, you said that hot mic moment was like the one of the most like iconic. Like, I mean, I don't think we've ever had something like that happen. Not 
I, I, we've had some hot mic moments, but not like that. No, we've had hot mic moments. It might be like a sentence or something like that. Right. And it isn't that intense. This was like a, like a rage infuriated rant, like hot mic moment about someone who was her best friend for years prior to the show. I mean, ciao. I was like, this is iconic. This is iconic. And the stuff she said, I was kind of like, well, oh, oh. well, and then it just kind of goes back to the place where, you know, when hit Whitney always says like, oh, you think you're better than us. And I feel like that was in that rant showed that in such a clear way that she's like, oh, you don't even own a house. Like, because like your family that, that poses, I was like, right. It was just very, it was very, it was very malicious. It was, it cut to a place that I don't think it should have. If it was, it was right to think that she knew, like she was so angry that she didn't realize the mic was on her. Yeah. And I think she didn't realize that they were following her, but she's an idiot. She's so I on a cast. You're on a cast trip. (laughs) You're in a house. The producer is in a reality room and you're Mm -hmm. mic. They're picking up that sound. So I, I know, but I, so I'll tell you this. So (laughs) fun story. I filmed a commercial like last probably like September I filmed mm-hmm. a commercial last year and they there's a sound guy and they mic'd us up and all this stuff and um when so we had filmed like different segments so at one point there was someone else that was filming her segment and then I had gone back into the dressing room just to like kind of wait it out and like decompress whatever so when I went back I had to pee like so bad like I was like oh my god I have to pee and literally just like ran to the bathroom and I peed and I came back out and all of a sudden the sound guy is running in and he's like hey can I turn your mic off and I was like oh shit and the girl that was next to me was like I think they probably heard you pee and I'm like probably I'm like it is what it is but you yeah. genuinely for I, I and again I'm not defending it but I'm like you some Sometimes you can genuinely forget that it's on because you're just yeah, it's on your back or like yeah. here and you're not even thinking about it. So, yeah. I, again, I what she said was a very intense. Absolutely. Do I think she had had enough of the bullshit? Probably. And I think she just lost it. But it just made for such a like intense season that, like I said, by the end, I was like, I need this to be over. Like it was just it was too much. It was right. too much. Yeah. Um, and how do you feel about the Jenny of it all? Oh, fucker. I, so <laughs> like, here's my thing. You know mm. how I am about racist <laughs> and racism. And, you know, I am very assalamualaikum. I'm a stands up from a black and brown people. And I was excited that, you know, she's an, she's a Vietnamese, you know, housewife. And I was super excited for that representation, but I already didn't like her during the season with the she whole wife bullshit with her and her husband. She I was gave like, nothing. Like, yeah. I'm like, this is so dumb. Like it doesn't even make sense, but I still was like, the representation is there. I stand for that. And then all this other stuff came out and I was like, oh no, ma'am. Oh no, ma'am. Oh no, ma'am. Oh no, ma'am. Like we're done. I was like, we're, we're done. done here. <laughs> yeah. I was like, we're done. I really didn't have anything for you anyway. So you can kick rocks. That's all right. I, I just yeah. feel like her, her attitude when her past tweets and social media posts came out was my problem. It's one thing. If you believe that you believe all lives matter, all lives matter, even though you're a person of color. Um, sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it's the, I'm from, I've got a black friend. I'm from, I grew up in Compton. Like it was that <laughs> attitude. I'm from Long Beach. I was like, sis, if you don't pipe down, like, right, stop, like stop. Oh, I just, I don't like when people take that route. It's like, no, like you, 
you're not from the hood. Like, stop. (laughs) Stop. (laughs) Stop. And I understand like it's a it's a proximity thing in her head, but it's like, no, it's like actually unacceptable. And I think excuse I to me, it was like you're just using. And and again, you said it perfectly. People tend to do stuff like that. They tend to you, you know, you do something racist. I grew up in Brooklyn, so I can say then. So I can say, yeah. And I'm like, Like, and I'm like, absolutely not. Again, you know how I feel about that shit. I was I think more than anything, I hated that she wasn't held to the fire during the reunion because of the fact that we found this out after after they had already filmed the reunion. So I was like, damn, had she I mean, and again, Bravo might have, who knows, maybe they fire her before I doubt it. They probably would have had her on the reunion to face the fire. But to right. me, it was, it sucked that like, we didn't get that because then they were like, then, you know, Heather and her dumb ass being like, I'm so over Heather, by the way, I, I like, like her. And then reunion, she kills it. She's like terrible. And I get over her, and then I like her again. So we'll see how I feel next season. Mm-hmm. But I just didn't like Heather being like, you know, you know, black, you know, black people or whatever she said about Mary being racist. I forget like the yeah, exact thing. I, and I was just like, if they only knew, like it was kind of like you as a white woman right now in this moment should probably like, sh- 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 like, you know what I mean? I know. I really I, hate I that Mary didn't show up to the reunion because I did I want her to. I do think she needed to be held accountable for some of the racist shit she said. A hundred percent. Um, and that, and she was like totally out of line. Like I remember, she lost me like episode three when she called um Little Heather girl. like a what what oh when she called Heather like chubby chubby like that I just thought so that was mean so yeah. inappropriate and mean like she's yeah. just so culturally unaware that I just. <laughs> And you know what's crazy? Like I really, I liked Mary because I like her. You're she person. I'm like, girl, you are. She has my energy. Like she has the. You people are idiots. Say something like that, though. No, I would never say anything like that. Exactly. No, but you know what I like about Mary? Mary is like. You really think that I'm going to justify any of this with a, with with a reaction? You think I'm really going to come around you? Like oh. she she's very she gives very much like I don't like you energy. And I like that. I like when someone's bold enough to be like, "No bitch, like you don't like me. I don't like you. Don't be smiling up in my face like this." Like Jenny sure. was tr- really over and over again was like, let's be friends. And she was like, we don't have to be friends. I just love that energy. I like when someone is bold enough to be like, why would I be friends with you? I don't know you. I'm not telling you my business. We're not getting into this. Like we're we're not doing, I'm not doing this with you, sis. I just love that energy from her. And so I just feel like it's very me. It's very like, you're not my friend. Yeah, I'm not talking I mean, about my business with you. Who's not my friend? I'm gonna wait. Not until my friend. You're not here, so I can talk to my actual friend about my business. Like, what do you think this is? I mean, I suppose <laughs> I, 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 I'm just so like, she's. I find her. Ugh, there's like so oh, many things wrong. She's a problem. She's a problem. She's a problem. But I am sad that like she's not coming back. I am sad that she wasn't on the reunion. Um, but I, I mean, we'll see next season. There is probably going to be a lot happening next season. You know, the fall, I mean, you know, the fallout of Mary not coming back is going to be a part of the show. Mm-hmm. The Jenny thing, I'm sure that's going to be a part of the show. Out. 
what the Jen Shaw, which is crazy because Jen Shaw's trial was supposed to start this month and then I it know. got pushed to July, which I think they'll probably already be done filming done. by July. I so know. that means that she's guaranteed for a season four. <sighs> and like, we're not really going to see how that whole thing plays out until season four, if that's, you know, when anything happens. So, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, again, I think they are, um, they, they're a cast that, they're not really friends. And and no. for housewives, people like you and I and people who like watch reality TV like that, yeah. we pick up on that because they're often fighting about things that you're kind of just like, why are you fighting about this? Because if you were real friends, you'd be able to kind of like move on and you'd be able right. to just, hey, you know, you don't you take it with a grain of salt, but they tend to like get into it. And it's mm-hmm. like, you guys don't like each other because you're not, there's you, the connections these, with you all aren't really there. There are right? no connections. Like these, this group of people would never ever interact or cross paths no. in any way outside of the show. And that's the real, there's no real chemistry. There's a, there's a that's lack it. of gel. That's there's a lack it, of gel. A lack of gel. I love that. It's so true. I, so I was literally watching like in prep of this show. And just because I was like, the outside world is a disaster. Mm-hmm. And I, was watching just like, you know, while I'm working like on the back end, I put on Real Housewives of New York. I put on season one. I watched season two and I watched season three. So for the last like week, probably I was just had it like running like in the background. I've been wanting to do that. Oh my first, you know how I feel about season three of New York. It is the best season of New York, like hands down. It's season three is just amazing. And I was just like, the thing in the beginning on season one, it was real chemistry. It was like Ramona and and Jill had literally known each other for years. Mm-hmm. It was Luann had known Jill and they had known each other for years. I think the kids went to the same school. Mm-hmm. And then it was like Bethany and Jill had known each other. Like they're, the only one that was kind of like on the outskirts was Alex. And then mm-hmm. she, you know, made her way in. But it's like. I just felt like there was real chemistry. So when they had beef and there were certain things going on, it felt real. Like it didn't feel like, you know, and then when they were together, they were so much fun when they were together because Mm -hmm. there was still chemistry and they knew each other and all this Mm -hmm. stuff. But I, I, you're right. I think sometimes, you know, with Salt Lake City, I think, I think Atlanta fell out of that for a while because Atlanta got into like, just casting people on the show. We'll see how the new season turns out. The, The trailer was released today, but I haven't watched, but We'll see how that happens, but I hope that they get back into like just revamping and like casting people that have connections to each other and like know each other. And there's chemistry for the most part, for the most part. So Did we'll you see. see the trailer for Atlanta drop today? I know I saw that, but I watched like half of it and I d- didn't watch the other half because I got distracted. Okay. So it looks interesting. I don't watch Atlanta anymore. <laughs> I know that I really am very, cheesy. you gave up on Atlanta a while ago, I feel because you know what? I feel like that's that is candy show, and I don't like candy. You think it's candy show in ways? I feel like they build really. I the bi- cast I, around candy. I feel like they Bravo loves candy, and I know oh, the viewers do. do too. And I'm just not a fan. Like I just have never seen it for her. I've never You've been never into her. Liked. I so I actually I like candy. Um. I I like her, but she's not one of those people. I'm like, she's my favorite and like, you know, die for her. Like, she's not, but I do like her. I feel like the show to me, and I know she got really toxic in the end, but I feel like Nini for me is what made Atlanta. And when Nini left Atlanta, I was just like, damn, bro. Like to me, nothing has, she's 
there's been nobody that has been able to replace her. And Nini, if you're listening, I love you. <laughs> but there has been there has been no one that has been able to come in with her like energy, with her wit, with her like her fucking one liners. Like nothing compares to Nini's one liners. And I think like since she left the show, kind of like lost its way a little bit. And then they centered around Portia. And I do like Portia because she's grown a lot. But then, you know, lately she's kind of reverted back to like her old nonsense and back okay. and out. So I don't know. But I, I don't know. I, t- I feel like the show lately has been centered more around Kenya. And I actually same oh, way I can't with Candy. S- I can't stand. No, Kenya. but I, I like literally I I vehemently <laughs> I oppose Kenya. <laughs> exactly. I cannot stand Kenya. So that's why for me, like the last couple seasons, two or three seasons to me have been centered around her and her drama with her marriage and with the girls and with like everything mm. going on. And I'm like, I could do without this because I don't like her at all. Yeah, this new season, yeah. it's a lot of Marlo versus Kenya. It's a lot of like oh. Kenya versus like rumors of her like fucking everybody in Atlanta. Jesus. And what else? Oh, there's a new girl on there that's Jamaican. Yeah, she's um, what's her name? Um, she's an Olympian. She's an Olympian. Olympian. Um, yeah, yeah. When she's I saw on- that, I was like, okay, maybe I might need to watch for my people. Um. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm just like not Sonia into Richardson. Atlanta. Sonia I'm, Richards Ross. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm just yeah. not into Atlanta for some reason. Like I can't get into okay. them. That's fair. That's um, fair. But let's talk about Real Housewives of New York. I was going to save this for the tea, but we're just going to get into it. We're just get into it. We're we're going. We're going. Um, Real Housewives of New York. It has been mm. announced that they are coming back. They were put on hiatus. We didn't know yeah. what was happening. And now they have announced that there were going to be two Real Housewives of New York shows. There is going to be what they're calling the revival or legacy. the legacy season mm-hmm. and like the current season. Mm-hmm. So I think it's going to be Ramona, Luann, Sonia, Dorinda, Jill, and maybe someone else. Like they may, they're going to bring on like Missy or someone else. Okay. <laughs> On that old season, the legacy mm-hmm. season. And then they're going to build the new show around either Leah and Ebony and mm-hmm. genuine friends of both of them to have like a new, young, eclectic, working mothers type of cast. Or they're going to scrap them all together and they're going to build Start a show around new housewives that we have never seen before it's going to be like a brand new show right out the gate and there i feel like they might go the young rich influencer route Mm. i don't know it like there's many different ways they could go uh, in new york you know and i don't mean like influencer like just like a socialite, you mean, maybe? Yeah, you know, okay. like very like Nikki Hilton, Olivia Palermo, the something Navy, like her and her sisters. Like, you know, I, I feel like they, vibe. Could, they could build around like old money, old New York, kind of like legacy people that we know from media and just like social media, but mm. are new and fresh to TV. Yes. I mean, so it could yes, go a lot of different that. ways. It could go a lot of different ways. Definitely. Yes. to All of the above. I'm very, I honestly, there were some people that are complaining about this. I'm very excited about this. I am excited for the two different shows. I do think, I do think that this is a way for them to protect Ramona 
by putting her onto this second show. (laughs) I'm not understanding why the fuck Bravo keeps protecting Ramona. I'm really not understanding this. We need need a federal investigation (laughs) on what it is that Ramona Singer, Wendell Seps, and Sonia Morgan have on Bravo TV. Because they literally, they will not kick them off of the show. I don't understand it. I don't understand. I'm like, Ramona literally like, Ramona was racist. I don't know how else to say this. She's terrible <laughs> to other people throughout the year. She's been like any cast trip that they've gone on. She's been so deplorable. She's spoken down to like staff, you know, at the house. She's like the help, but she refers to them. She's super mean. The issues that she had with Ebony and apparently what was confirmed, the stuff that she said behind the scenes about Ebony and about black people and all these things. I'm like, Ramona is terrible. I don't understand why Bravo is keep her on. They got rid of Kelly Dodd on OC who was who's she's a whole thing they got rid of um they pretty much scrapped all of dallas because dallas got real heavy and racist real quick and they scrapped all of dallas because of dr tiffany moon and all yeah. the stuff that was going on with her and so with ramona i'm like i'm not understanding why ramona you guys are holding on to ramona I, she must i like i'm not understanding she has a dossier like she <laughs> <laughs> i guarantee you like she like she is She's the Ghislaine of Bravo. Like she knows where all the bodies are buried. She has the folder. Like she has the files, the numbers, the names, the dates, and all corroborating evidence to take out, to take down Bravo TV. They will not fire her. And I don't understand because I'm like, she's so problematic in so many different ways. I'm like, why are you guys protecting her? But I will say that if like legacy wise, so I have always loved Dorinda. I have hated how she was her last couple seasons. Her last I think season she was intense, was really especially her last bad. season. I was like, oh, Dorinda. But I love her so much. And I think she brings such a like New York, old, like just old, old, old New, New York. York. Like just, oh, like I live for Dorinda. I would love to see her on the Legacy Show. I would love to see Jill Zarin. You know, you know how I feel about my girl, Jill Zarin. Me and I you are right here when it comes to Jill. Jill Zarin is my girl. I'm like, I love her. She's Zarin Fabrics. Like, I just, even after this week, you know, the past week watching, um, you know, the old seasons and her being on it. And I'm like, she is New York. And did I hate the whole her versus Bethany? I hated it. I hate that their friendship fell apart because I really mm-hmm. used to like them. But she's just so, she was good for the show. Um, And I would like to see her back. I would love to see Dorinda. I would, this is such a random take. I liked Kristen Takeman a lot and I, w- I would love to see her back to be completely honest with you. I was like going through like, cause people tend to think of New York and they tend to think of the Bethany, the Jill, like mm-hmm, Dorinda, mm-hmm. Lou, so Ramona. And I'm like, what about like Heather? What about Kristen Takeman? Like I'd be down for Kristen Takeman. I thought she was really cool, but I, apparently she's living in New York anymore. So she lives know. in LA now. Mm-hmm. Um, there you go. well, and I really liked her as well. I loved I Heather. Like you her. know how I feel about Carol. You, I love Carol so much. If Carol came back, the thing is, though, Carol, like, I, I love would her. She's die. so fucking problematic lately. She's so problematic. Really? Yeah, like on social media and stuff. She's very, like, some of the stuff she says, I'm like, girl, can you stop? Like, she's a little problematic, but I mm. like her. And I, if she came back, I, I would, I would be happy. I'd be happy. Okay. Yeah, I would be like over the moon, happy for Carol again. Um, I just think how many seasons of this could they possibly have? Like this is one, two seasons, maybe at max. Like this is, they can, it could be a whole different show, right? Like you can have like, 
their dynamic and what they're but how doing. many old see old real housewives legacy redos can we do well i mean maybe with new york they'll keep the same cast maybe like different you know you know alterations here and there right of adding people maybe taking a couple people off a couple people on but i feel like they could keep like a core cast and just keep that going as like a separate thing i don't know i just think like, wow, you're really going to give Ramona, Sonia, Ramona, and Luann Ramona. a and show? And, like, the thing with Sonia is I like Sonia, but I'm sick of the fucking, the drunk antics and, like, right. the, just the, she's not healthy. She's not in a good space because when you watch her on TV, you're like, yo, this person needs rehab and, like, a cleanse. Right. Like, really. So and that really uh, leads me to the next piece of news, which is Luann getting kicked out of oh, a gay piano bar three weeks Jesus. ago in, the, in, in Philadelphia. She was drinking. She was very intoxicated. And on, mm-hmm. she got up on the mic and she was like, play money Her and thing. buy you class. Yes. And the guy was like, I don't know that song. And she was like, what do you mean? You don't know that song. And was she bad. was belligerent and she got kicked out of the bar and it's like she is for a while I didn't think that she was like a full-on alcoholic I just thought she was going through things but now that she's had like two kind of like really bad relapses like she even said herself before last season she was like I was drinking again and I was out all night and I didn't know how I got home and it was just like very unsafe and to hear that and now to see this video I'm just like Lou actually is an alcoholic I didn't really Mm -hmm. think it was that bad I just thought that she was going through things and we used and was using it to cope after the divorce and everything that Mm -hmm. happened um but it's just really not productive to put these women on tv and I understand that they have built their lives around this and they really this is kind of all they do Mm-hmm. In, in real ways. And this is what keeps them relevant. But I just don't think that you can support their lifestyle forever. These are grown women. They need to figure out another way to make money that doesn't involve being on TV, which is one, not healthy for them. And two, not really entertaining for the audience. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just feel like your ratings are dying because of this group of women. And it so might, why keep they might have a core audience. Sure. But we are not really co- invested in them in the same way we were 10 years ago, five years ago, even. Sure. And so it, can we put the, the, the horse out to pass? Like, why do we have to keep them on TV? I, Ugh. I'm not completely opposed to it, but I am like wondering, like, what is the reason? Like, well, what was the reason? I just, right. I honestly have, um, I I agree with you like Sonia there's something there's something deeper there Luann there's something deeper there to be honest with you I was like oh she took community service and probation because she wanted to avoid jail time I was like she's not really an alcoholic like I just genuinely was like I don't think she's I think she was drinking to cope but I was like I don't think she's real alcoholic and like you I'm kind of like wait maybe there isn't a problem but just like you said why are we giving these women a platform when the only time that they seem to be entertaining is when they're wasted and they're not healthy on camera. And it's a bad look for them. It's also a bad look for Bravo. Like I, I will say out of all the housewives franchises, New York is the one that's known to get like drunk. Like they get lit when it's on (laughs) trips, when it's on, they go to clubs, like whatever it is, they get lit. They, those, Uh those women go hard. So even from that, from, I would probably say 
that I started noticing them getting drunk in the whole thing, probably when like Bethany came back. Like that's when I started to, and even a, maybe a, a few before here and there, but when Bethany but really. came back, when Bethany came back, so? it's, they, I don't feel like, I feel like they went hard. They were like always partying. Yeah. Like, but I feel like before Bethany came back, they weren't that bad. They weren't that. No, that's what I'm saying. When Bethany came back is when to me, it got bad. Like it got, yeah. it got worse. Like, cause there were snippets here and there of Sonia getting drunk and blah, blah, blah. But it was more like Sonia. It wasn't, it wasn't, you know, a collective, it wasn't a collective. And then I think when Bethany came back and it was Dorinda and then it was Tinsley and then it was like, you know, Luann was getting worse and Ramona would get drunk. And then it was, you know, Carol, not so much, but it was just like, all of them always get so blasted. Like every time you see them out on camera and it's like, wait, like this was entertaining at first, but now it's like, this isn't even healthy. And another thing is like, we don't see their like lives on the show anymore. They, Not even they just don't from have a career lives. perspective. Like remember a lot of these characters or cast members, their children are grown now. So we're not seeing them as mothers anymore. We're not yeah. seeing them like in the throw of like in the beginning, you take your kids to school and you're seeing like a real mm-hmm. housewife, right? You're not mm-hmm. seeing that anymore. I'm not saying you have to have that all the time. I'm just saying that like, I think it might be a few seasons. We'll see. I'm excited for ultimate girls trip too. Oh, so in the Berkshires. Much. I think it's going to be amazing. Completely oh, yeah. agree. Yeah, and I feel like that to me is the replacement of this like legacy show. You bring on these older the cast mates mm-hmm. to like put them in a new environment and you you give them another go at it. But I I so I feel like with Ultimate Girls Trip, do we really need a legacy show? Mm. Like I don't know. It seems a little redundant, especially for just like New York. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I think New York is just such a staple though. And I think that's why they're trying it because New York is just such a, like, it's such a cult classic. I really out of all of the franchises, New York is the one where it's like, people go hard for New York. It's got the most, I think, rewatchability as well. A hundred. I literally rewatched season one through three in the last week alone. And mind you, I was, you know, you're cleaning, you're working, you're doing all these things. But I, I genuinely was like, yo, this show's really good. And I don't think I could do that with Atlanta as much. Like maybe the first few seasons with Atlanta because Nini and stuff. But like, I I wouldn't do that with Dallas by any means. I wouldn't do that with Miami, even though the reboot has been amazing. Amazing. I wouldn't do it with Miami. But yeah. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. I'm gonna watch. I bitch and complain about all these fucking shows, and I watch. Oh, every, of course, like we're every watching. single we're thing, not- like <laughs> everything. I'm gonna watch everything. I mean, yes, Potomac. Of course. I, Potomac's coming. Like, I'm just gonna watch all of it. Okay. Potomac. I know you're you biased, know Potomac has yeah. my heart. <laughs> yes, yes. Potomac, you put me on because I was kind of like, mm. no, they are the truth. Karen Huger. I'm sorry, the Grand Dame. Grand Dame. I for her <laughs> and justice for Monique. Um. Hashtag yeah! Oh my god! Okay, justice I, for Monique. Justice for Monique. Candace is terrible, and I really wish everybody would like stop with the whole, you know, yeah, but she's good for the show. She's an asshole, and I don't understand why we have her on the show. She's so vile. She's why so am I being vile. subjected to this woman? Like I, I can't, can't. I can't. She makes me so upset. Don't even get me started, Candace. She makes me so upset. But anyway. um, but let's talk about Real Housewives of Miami real quick. Just real quick. Um, it's it. our city. I was Our so city. upset when they canceled it the first time. And I you really were. <laughs> I loved them. Like I rode and died for Leah Black. I loved Joanna. Like I just loved this cast so much. I loved Adriana. 
my namesake, even though she'd be making me look bad sometimes. Like I'm like, it's a Adriana. disaster. But anyway, <laughs> I digress. Yeah. 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 Um, Marisol, Mama mm-hmm. Elsa is mm, the woman her that down, I see her down. Mama like, Elsa, love her so much. Live her for her. May her R. memory R. be a blessing. Mm-hmm. Amen. Um, and this reboot really just it brought so much. I loved the additions that they added to the cast. I loved. Um, I love Julia. So much. I love Julia. I love her so much. Her damn chickens and and goats and I love her so much. I love her marriage. I love her yes. kind of like journey and everything we learned. Okay, so this is what I love about Miami. We really got to know every single person. We got to see Gertie working on other mm, events on her Gertie. event. She put on the best fashion show we've ever seen on ever, any Real Housewives ever, in history. Ever. Are you Fashions following her on Instagram? Her, <laughs> fashion, her Instagram, like she posts a story, like, you know, uh, mm-hmm. pictures of her events and videos. Mm-hmm. She's so talented. I mean, it's so like good. she's and I know she was featured prior to the show and like, you know, Brian Matt Harper's, but like she's been mm-hmm. featured everywhere and she is a popular event planner. But I was like, wow, like she's really, really talented. Like yes. she really is. Yeah completely agree like but I love to see that her, her, her we got to know her story about her her, her husband family. her family mm-hmm. her her family back in Haiti like mm-hmm. we just saw so many layers to all these women we get sure. to, um what's this the anesthesiologist the short hair what's oh, her name Nicole, Dr. Nicole. Nicole I live for her <laughs> we saw her relationship with her mom we saw her okay. relationship her with her her dad we mm-hmm. just saw so many layers to all of these women and I enjoyed it so much because it, it was wasn't perfect. dependent upon them fighting and bickering. Did they do yes. that? Absolutely. Was it? But that wasn't the whole storyline. Like but it was like we there was got more. invested in them because they each live really full, really interesting lives, like on yeah. their own. And they all got money. They got money. Nicole's they got m- rich as as Finuck. Yeah, like her between so. Her husband or fiance now, he's um he's a really famous attorney. And yeah. he's I don't know if it's an ambulance chaser, but it's I want to say it's like personal injury, I think is what mm. he does. So you know that they make money. So that's Florida's one. one of the biggest states for that. For that. So he makes tons of money. And then she is an anesthesiologist, and they are one of the highest paid uh professions in the medical industry, right? right? right. So she and you know, and obviously they went she went to med school and the whole thing. So I'm so like, smart, so cute, so, so I stylish. Love, you know what I love about her? She knows how to argue a case. Like when mm-hmm. she is like put, when she has to defend herself, she knows how to argue without getting nasty, without getting vile. She sticks to the point. I'm like this. I aspire. Like I, we right. stand. I love her. I love stand. her. I love um, her. And okay. I just, and I love like even Marisol, like she was messy, I, but she I love, but it. I love Marisol. I love how it. do you feel about Larsa this season? Like Larsa coming back. I thought Larsa was great. This I, time lo- I liked her. Okay. I was, I was into her. I didn't like that. She couldn't understand that. Like somebody would talk shit about her before they met her and then like change <laughs> and then like evolve from there. Like what she do you was mean? like, why would you say something about me? And I was like, what's this? <laughs> like, like, what do you like, mean? Stars. But I also think Adriana was an asshole with how she treated her. I thought she was just Completely. so mean and kept wanting to bring up the Kardashians. And I was like, let it go. Like, just let it yeah, go. She was out of line. I feel like she, Terrible. she, I think she just feels very 
protective of the city and protective of her place in the city. And Maybe. she kind of, I think she felt like disrespected what by not being asked back to be a full-time cast member, even though she was there just as much as everybody else. Her and Marisol um, were all up in the fray. I mean, they right. were there. Yeah. And I just, I feel like they need to make them official housewives. Like find the money because this is a moneymaker. Like I agree. Really and truly. And I just felt like we just saw so much of everyone's life, even, um, What's Marisol's good friend's name? I don't know any of their names. Marisol's good friend? Blondie. Alexia. Oh, Alexia. Alexia, we saw like the story of her and Herman and then her new man and like just her sons and those like it's just so many layers to these women and that feels real in a way that we can all connect to because we all have things going on. We have families and aunts and uncles that are like that. And maybe it's just like the Miami girl in me. I just yes. was it is. for it's them. A, it's, I loved it. I thought it was, I thought it was better than all three seasons. The first three seasons put together. I thought it was <laughs> a character. I loved Kiki for all that she was in. I was like, I live for Kiki. Like I right. thought they were fantastic. I thought Peacock did an excellent job excellent. with casting. They did an excellent job with editing. They just did such a great job with like making sure that we got to know these women. And um, you actually, there's not anyone on the cast that I'm like, I don't like this person. Me Adriana either. annoys me, but it's not like I don't, I hate her. I don't like her. Right. There's not one person. It's kind of like you're, you're rooting for all of them. And do they do things that piss you off? You're like, yeah, of but you're rooting for all of them. And I think they, I think Peacock did an excellent job with Miami. Like, Excellent job. I cannot wait for season two. I completely agree. Cannot wait. Like Mm. cast me for season three. Like I, (laughs) like I just, I love it. Well, they, so oftentimes I don't know how it happened, but I ended up following like two or three producers. Like, I don't, I don't know if it's so much from, um, that they produce shows for Bravo, Uh you know, and probably other shows as well, but I ended up following them because it's, I think a friend of mine was like, looking into something and there was like a contest or that I just like reposted mm-hmm. something. So I ended up following them. And then now anytime that they're casting for a show, and again, not all of them are Bravo, but like anytime they're casting for a show, they put like, uh, they'll put like a post up or something. And I'm like, look mm-hmm. at that. So uh, honestly, if you message one of them, it might happen for you. I'm just mm-hmm. saying, I'm just going to get my money up. I, I can't. <laughs> <She's These women. laughs> you're like, where do you live? What's going on? Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, but you know what? Well, I guess it depends on the city. Cause I often think about like Bethany Frankel in the beginning and she like was like, yeah, but I just don't think that like holds anymore. Like nobody wants to watch somebody that's like average on TV. Like I want people with money. Like I want you. And Bethany was connected for all that it was worth. Like she came from a connected family and like the whole, like she knew people, she knew the Hiltons and blah, 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 blah. blah. Yeah. Um, That's true. And I just think we're too far into Bravo, the Bravo universe to like bringing on like average people. Sure. You know, Mm, that's fair. Fair enough. (laughs) Fair Um, enough. Call her. She's So that's the Real Housewives update. I think. Yeah, that's it. That's all I got. I've honestly have been so busy with just so many different things that I haven't. I watched Jersey last night, which was like. I was going to ask you, are you watching Jersey? And are you watching watching. OC? Because I don't watch either of those seasons. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm watching Jersey. So OC quickly, I am watching OC. There's a couple of unbearable people, actually one unbearable person 
on OC, but I'm still watching just because I love me some Heather Dubrow. So I'm her house is fabulous. She's just is fabulous. she bringing anything? Like I feel like she. What she, is she honestly other than the money? What does she bring to the table? Nothing. She's absolutely okay. bringing nothing. But I'm still watching. <laughs> like she's bringing, she's bringing nothing. But I love her so much. I'm still watching. Oh whatever. Um. So I am watching OC. It OC is okay. I'm not hating it. I'm not loving it. It's like that's it's okay. that's what I keep that's hearing. Like, like I keep hearing it's very blase. But like yeah. But I, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. But I'm also not like oh my god it's amazing like it's there i'll watch it let's see what next season brings um as for uh what was it jersey uh jersey teresa judice is fucking crazy and i feel like people are finally starting to see what i have been saying for years now that she's a Mm. terrible person and Mm -hmm. so many people were like tree huggers and they just love her and they this and she went through all this stuff and i'm like yes do I root for her in a sense of like, she went through a lot of things in prison and Joe and like, I a hundred percent, like you want her to be in a better space than what she was. But I have always thought she was a really shitty person and she's kind of coming back the last couple of seasons. She's come back to like, you remember what? Cause I, I forget when you stopped watching Jersey, but you remember you kind of stopped when Melissa like came around, right? Yeah. So, like, like the first- Melissa's, second season second season you kind of like faded out and I was like stay on this journey and you were like we're done um (laughs) we're done so with I she you know how like that those times when Melissa was on she was like mean and like Uh very and like she would find ways to plant things or whatever yeah this is how she's the last couple seasons with her this is how she's been like very Mm. like sneaky and um you know uh just really vindictive and then now she's with this guy named louie and i have been hearing about that he is a disaster like (laughs) he is like uh, on he just has so much baggage that like Mm. It's one of those things where like people I, you know, me, I'm a firm believer in people could change their life. And, you you know, you're not going to be stuck in the same things that you did years ago. Mm-hmm. But there's just so much baggage with him with like former relationships, mm-hmm. like acu- accusations of domestic violence. And he's a sex Ooh. addict that like, like just like crazy. He's a kind of like a crook when it comes to business. Like there's certain practices he's getting sued right now for like a million dollars. Like just like there's some there's questionable shit. And Teresa is like attacking everyone and anyone who expresses a, like an age of concern, like mm. genuine, like we love you. We just want to put this out there like to you, like, you know what? She goes, she acts like a fucking animal. Like she acts mm. like a, like a wild fucking animal. And it's like, it's so hard to watch. Cause it's like, you went through all of this in your past marriage yeah. and we all were rooting. It's like, we all have been, no we matter how rooting you are, for you. we're rooting for you. And now here you fucking are again with this guy. And like, if you want to stay with him, you want to stay with him. But she's like, they bought a house together. She's not getting a prenup. I know. I getting heard married, that. And she's not getting prenup, but everybody's like, are you on crack? Why? Like, I mean, come on, come on. And the guy's kind of, he's like, a, he's like a salesman and she's like attacking yeah. Marge. And, you know, I love Marge. So mm. it's just, I can't with Teresa, but I'm watching Jersey because those bitches always give it. I love Jersey. You know, mm. my thing. I, I know you, I know you stopped, you stopped many seasons ago, but I love Jersey. I know. And I, I, I want Jersey. everyone to, uh, to enjoy what they enjoy. <laughs> enjoy what you like. <laughs> um, I'm not going to yuck anyone's yums, and, no, but I'm you're just not, not I'm not you're an equal I'm not opportunity employer. I'm not into it. Um, But yeah, so we'll see what happens with all of. How do you feel about Gia being in the mix? Like she's she needs to sit the fuck down. Gia needs to pipe. She needs to pipe 
down. Because I've seen I, some clips and I'm just like, why aren't you talking? She's so she's beyond annoying. Like, it, I think what's happening is like, I respect that. Like, we have literally seen Gia from when she was like six or seven years old. Right. right. Or maybe even younger. Like we have seen her grow up. into this woman and we've seen her grow up. And she's obviously been through a lot because of her parents and all these things. So it's like, I can appreciate that she's turned into a good girl. However, she, I think she's trying too hard to get into the fray. And I, it's very hard for me to like, it's very hard for me to get down with housewives kids that are trying to like get into the mix. Like Mm. I have never enjoyed who's an, who is um, like an example of like a housewife kid, like trying to like be a part of it. Brooks, Brooks Marks. Yes. Brooks Marks. I was like, we can do without. Like, I can absolutely do without Brooks Marks. He had confessionals. I was like, what is actually happening? I yeah. could have done without um the only housewife kid that I was like, I could I rocks with was Brianna, Vicky's daughter, Vicky's because daughter. she was more like the voice of reason when it yeah. came to stuff. She wasn't in the phrase, she was just kind of like trying to make peace and be the voice of reason. Mm-hmm. But like I've just never enjoyed like. I've just never enjoyed like housewives kids being all up in it. And she is like, she has a thing with elders. Like she can be a little bit disrespectful and mm. very like, like side eye on camera. And I'm like, to your uncle though, Gia, like, yeah. I know you're upset, but you guys can't take this off camera. Like Teresa to me is willing to do anything to like make money and put her family on camera so they can make money that again, like the stuff with her and Joe and Melissa and like yeah. all that stuff, it's kind of continued. So I, I think know. that's why I I opted out because I got dark. Know, you know me and family. Like I'm gonna mm-hmm. ride or die for the family. Like you never yeah. go against the family. So to You're the Godfather, yeah. The fact that Teresa was so willing to be so awful to Melissa and Joe, and that's so her mean. brother. Like I just I can't imagine that because I'm just not that kind of person. So I don't like yeah. to watch that, and that's why I could never really get back into Jersey. Or stay on that train because I was just like, this is it, this is dark and ugly in a way that I don't even want to watch it. Like it's it, too it's much. Just, I mean, it's they too, like it was like that for like a few seasons where it was really like that was the storyline, like the stuff with her and Melissa, and it got dark. Like, and then they brought Kathy in, her cut the other cousin, mm-hmm. and it just it got so dark. But then they kind of like they shifted a little bit where that still is an underlying thing with her and Melissa. They've mm-hmm. obviously come to an amicable place, but it's yeah. still an underlying thing, but it's not so much the, the like focal point of the, of the show anymore. Like it's, just, yeah. it's not, it's not, okay. which is thank God. Thank God. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Um, so that's the TV segment. That's let's, the housewives. Let's get into the tea though, which oh, is, Jesus. we're just going to talk about the Oscars because it's <laughs> the thing of the moment. Like let's we cannot, about it. we just have to get into it. It's what everyone has talked about since Sunday. <sighs> I didn't even watch the Oscars I and yet did. it has taken over the entire world. The world. Like it's on the news. It's on the internet. Like it's everywhere. Every okay. single person with a podcast or a phone is talking about the Oscars yes. and the slap hurl heard around the world. Yes. Um, and everything that has come Transpired. out after this. Um, so Oscars in general, usually a very boring show, usually like the worst award show of them all. The fashions were not fashioning. <laughs> I mean, the red carpet, the red carpet looks, 
No, I think I everybody loved- looked really great for the Vanity Fair after party, but the actual show, I mean, it really was only Zendaya. I Jada Pinkett looked amazing. It was, it was Zendaya. It was Jada. It was Jessica Nicole Chastain. Kidman, Nicole Kidman, Jessica Chastain. It was like a handful of people that looked good and everybody you. else was very like, meh. Mm-hmm. 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 Fair red carpet was was shopping. That was like after party looks. Everybody slayed, slayed the house boots down. Like, yeah, 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 I agree. So, um, the so the actual show wasn't very eventful until Chris Rock came <laughs> on stage, <laughs> and I have been gathering my thoughts since Sunday night because I knew we were gonna sit down today, and I was like, I have to prepare to discuss this in a way that I feel like is co- it's coming from me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you the floor first though. How do you feel? All right. So high level Will Smith shouldn't have done it, but Chris Rock will never fucking talk about Jada Pinkett Smith again. That's my high level. Now I love will smith you and i both that's we we know the vibes he's like our fave i love he's him my actual favorite actor he's your, of he, all for time. sure for you he's your favorite actor for me it's like denzel then hit like i yeah. love will smith will smith is and number one he never he's had a decade oh he's sorry he's had a career of over 30 years three decades of a career where he has had pretty much a prestige Dean, reputation, career, persona, how he, how kind he is and, you know, the whole thing and his family and blah, 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 like literally near pristine in 30 years, a little, that's, that's like a little less than how long I've been on this earth. He has literally had a pristine fucking career. Mm -hmm. So to me and persona and reputation. So to me in that moment, when he lost his temper, I mean, if you're living under rock, you don't know, but Chris Rock made a joke and it was regarding Jada shaving her head. Mm-hmm. Jada Pinkett Smith, Will Smith's wife, uh, has alopecia and she's actually been very open about it. Like it's been yeah. a struggle for her. She was losing her hair and like alopecia isn't just like hair loss is a symptom, right? It's a side effect of alopecia. It's also yeah. an autoimmune disease. So there are other things that go on with you internally. Mm-hmm. So she has been sick and she's opened up about it. So he makes a joke about her. The joke wasn't horrible. He didn't say, you know, you with alopecia, you know, but the joke was in poor fucking taste. Taste. And the fact that like she, I think will at first react like, oh, ha. But I think it like hit him because I was watching at home with people, with friends. I have a thought. You have a thought? Okay. Tell me. I don't think he laughed at the joke. I think he laughed because he was like, this motherfucker actually has the gall to mention probably, her name. Probably. I think it was more of a, <laughs> yeah. oh, really? Oh, really? And yeah. I think the, the camera like cut away. So we didn't get to see like the next reaction or how he got up or if he looked yeah. at Jada. We didn't really see we didn't the know interaction what yeah. after mm-hmm. that. And to me, it's a clear indication that Chris Rock immediately knew he fucked up because the very next sentence out of his mouth was he turned to Will and was like, what? Come on. That wasn't bad. Yeah. That was so, good. 
So it had to have been an immediate reaction from Will and J- well Jada for sure because the camera panned to her face right. and she looked very hurt and she was off. rolling her eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so yeah. I think their initial reactions that we didn't fully see, especially Will's, was one of like outward like frustration, upsetness, something, and that is why the next thing out of his mouth was, "Come on, that wasn't that bad." Because a comedian is going to make a joke and then he's going to move on, but he made sure. like a. Uh, an excuse almost yes. to like placate yes. the audience and, to and placate instead of being Will like, sorry, like my, okay, my bad. Or just or, like, you know, saying something or yeah. just yeah. not even addressing it and just keeping it moving. I don't yeah. think, I think in, in him being like, Oh no, that wasn't that bad. Like, yeah, you, that made like, it worse. Mm-hmm. It made it worse. It made it yes. seem like I know that I, I shouldn't have said that. And I've said it and now I've got to make a justification for it on the spot. And on that's, spot. That's why I feel like the slap is justified because I think if someone immediately knows that they have messed up, then they, whatever the reaction to it, you know, it's going to be one of anger. You know, it's going to be one of frustration. Now, do I think it should have resulted in violence? No, of course not. Could Will Smith Mm -hmm. have to pick and picked a better time, place, action? Of course. Yeah, of course he could have. Mm-hmm. but he didn't. And I feel like what is being lost in so many of the conversations, especially from white comedians is Girl, that better tell it. <laughs> this is how black people deal with things. This is how we deal with things in our families. This is how well, we deal with things. Hold on. But this in- is also how white people and other cultures deal with things too. But black people get marginalized as if we're always the violent ones when it's like, and even to bring it back to our housewives for a bit, the housewives franchises, the housewives franchise that has the most violence is real housewives of New Jersey by right. fucking far. They are always hitting each other and, and you throwing know, flip, drinks, throwing, flipping pulling, tables. Pulling tape. And, pull, yeah. They're always going hard, but yet everybody focuses on Atlanta and Potomac because those are the two majority black casts. Right. Right. So to me, I just feel like, how can you sit here and say, again, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that it was right, y'all. I'm not saying right. it was completely. Right. I'm not saying violence is justified, but I am saying though that you don't talk. Chris Rock, as an aside, for those who don't know, made a documentary called Good Hair years ago, mm-hmm. and it, the per- he says the purpose of it was to highlight what black women go through and when it comes to our hair, when it comes to trying to assimilate with Eurocentric standards of beauty and mm-hmm. all these things. And he made a documentary about this. So for you now to stand on the Oscar stage and you didn't pick on Penelope's hair, you didn't pick on Nicole Kidsman hair, you didn't even pick on Tiffany Haddish who who sh- shaved her head and bleached her head who was two rows behind them. You right. decided to pick on Jada Pinkett Smith who everybody at this point knows she suffers with an autoimmune disease and you decided to pick on her. And not only that, the night wasn't about her. It was about Will. So that's why with Will's apology, he was like, I can take jokes all day. It's part of the business. But when you start talking about my wife, I lost my mind. Right. So, you know, and I, I digress. I, there, I just, there can be more than one thing that's wrong and right in this situation. I think could be true. I and I think you. that is really what is at work. This is a nuanced situation. Mm-hmm. And I just think that the way that like I come from a family that will fist fight. So I might not be the perfect person. I know you girls like to tussle. (laughs) Like we will absolutely tussle. Like I have had to pull aunts apart in the street in front of my house, like from physically fighting. So Mm -hmm. I do think that sometimes when words get so disrespectful, there is a, a physical lashing 
that takes place. Like when, mm-hmm. um, what was that woman's name that drove into the crowd at that rally last year in 2020? What was that? In 2020. The man, he like killed some protesters, remember? Like oh, at that rally um, in, you know, he was so upset. So was angry. that 2020 or was it before? 2020, I think. You know, I like, looked, okay, yeah. we know mm-hmm. that people can take physical actions to exert their anger, to exert their hate. And I just don't think that this is just like an angry man. I think this is a man that has been pushed to the edge. And Mm -hmm. I do think that the first time Chris Rock um, was at the Grammys and talked about Jada. He hosted. That was in 2016. Mm -hmm. And I think he was warned. I think he knew. And that's why he immediately was like, it's not that bad. Like, don't get mad at that one. That was a, that was a low ball joke. Mm -hmm. I feel like he knew that she was kind of like an untouchable person and he still went there. So it's like you, you poke the bear, like you've Mm -hmm. been warned. And that's why I feel like Will literally stood up, unbuttoned (laughs) his jacket, walked up to the stage. Lord, I said, I said, Willard, what did the thing? So I just want to tell you, my house was an episode of like The Office when it happened because <laughs> literally we're watching it live and I had some girlfriends over and my fiance was in the other room as well. And we're watching it. And literally, obviously, I was like manifesting that Will Smith won. I mean, he was incredible in King Richard. I mean, I genuinely was like telling everyone I want him to win so bad it hurts. Like I won him to win. So the entire night we're waiting for it, waiting for it. That whole moment happens. He makes a joke about Jada. And I remember all of us being like, "Ooh, she didn't like that because the camera panned to her face and she looked Mm -hmm. so hurt and like upset. Like, why would you say that? And I remember like, oh, he didn't like that. And then all of a sudden. It pants to Will walking on the stage. Again, the uncensored version is way different because you see everything. Yeah. But when you were watching it live, you didn't see that. Yeah. So it just pants to him going on the stage. And we thought that it was a bit. We're like, oh, he's joking, pretending he's hitting him or, you know, whatever. But then when he went back, all of a sudden the volume keeps going like, uh, 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 like in and out. You should, we were looking at the Wi-Fi chat. We were like the remote. We were like, is something wrong with the volume? Like it literally was all of us in disarray trying to figure out what happened with our connection. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you saw him say, keep my wife's name out your MF mouth. And it obviously we didn't hear it, but we, we saw, saw, you could read (laughs) and you saw what he was saying. And we were like, oh wait, that was actually real. Right. So yeah. I don't know. I just, like I said, I've, I also think too, I mean, we family, but I also think too, that a lot of people need to pipe the fuck down with their opinions. I think that this is an in-house conversation and the congregation is dealing with it accordingly. Mm-hmm. And I need people to like, I'm, oh, he was assaulted him and he just needs that. And I'm like, did he, did he put his hands on him and assault him? He did. I'm not taking away from it. It's not right. You understand? No, but there's so many other people and celebrity that have done the craziest fucking shit. I'm like, give him an ounce of grace. This is literally Will Smith. Casey Affleck do- just won an Oscar like two years ago. And he was, ago. he was like convicted of, of assault. Like of assault. Like uh, Harvey, Harvey Weinstein, Weinstein. Like, has like 80 Woody Allen. Oscars. Like there's so like, many people in Hollywood that have been awarded these awards and have done and far, far worse. More. And let me tell you something. I actually think it shows the mark. And again, I'm not saying, you know, Denzel Washington and Tyler Perry are like the moral high ground, but it's a mark of who Will Smith is as a person and what he means to people in the industry that the second it happened, 
Denzel came over to him, Tyler yeah. Perry, Bradley Cooper, like was holding his face and was like yeah. calming him down. Like it, when he won after he ended up, cause he did end up winning the, mm-hmm. the, his category, Anthony, he was walking out. Anthony Hopkins gave him a big hug. Like yeah. I can tell Nicole Kidman, there's a video of her walking over yeah. to him and Jada. So I can tell that like people, you, you, you can be disappointed. Am I disappointed that he did that? Of course. Of we're disappointed. course. So of I was course. Like, cringing, but at the same time, I'm like, you don't talk about someone's wife like that. And you know, it's so funny is that I found it interesting, the discourse between my friends that are married and my friend and yeah, my Mm. friends that are mostly married and my, that were on one side and they were mostly married and my single friends. And a lot of my married friends were like, don't write checks that your ass can't cash. You don't talk about my wife. I'm going to fucking knock you out. Blah, blah, blah. Like a lot of my married guy friends that I were seeing and even women, Mm -hmm. the the wives were saying that. And a lot of my single friends were like, Oh my God. And it was violent. It was just interesting to see the difference because Mm. again, I find that like, I would want, I wouldn't want my fiance hitting anybody. And I also, that's not even like who he is as a person to right. be like hitting anyone, but I would want that if something happened, he would defend me. Right. And he would of say course. something, but I think in that moment, it was an emotionally charged moment. There is history because there is context and there's history of Chris Rock talking about Jada Smith on uh-huh. a public platform before. No, like at the Oscars. At the Oscars. And I also think too, again, so hypocritical for a guy who literally made a documentary, which highlights how black women and all this stuff we have to deal with when it comes to our hair to now then pick on the only black woman that was sitting right in the front row. You could have picked on anybody else and you picked on her. And listen, why didn't you say something about Will? And here's the thing he could have made. So Regina Hall, for example, someone was like, oh, but they were laughing at the Regina Hall joke earlier in the show. And I'm like, here's the thing, though. Regina Hall and Jada are like best friends because you remember they did girls yeah. trip and all this. Yeah. Stuff. They're very, very close. That's the first thing. The second thing is the entanglement stuff. That stuff they have been very open about. They went on. Right. The, and, and I and I don't even think they meant to. But obviously, because of August Alcina and he came uh-huh. out with it, they were like, let's just address it head on. They had a red table talk. Will wrote a book. It, he did an appearance on the, he, him and Oprah had an interview. He mm-hmm. talked about it. So when Regina Hall made the joke pertaining to the whole open marriage thing, they both were laughing. And even Jada was like, hey, and they both laughed about it. And that was done. Yeah. But there's also a different kind of a relationship there. Like when you have a relationship, of course, someone can tell you a joke, but it's like, it's like the nigga that you're not friends with (laughs) saying a joke that's inappropriate. You're like, bitch, what? (laughs) Why are you even talking to me? And I feel like that's what happened in that moment. It was like, why are you even talking to me? And, and about my wife. And I think I do agree with both. Like, you know, I was overcome. Like, you know, he said that in his, he apologized and he, it's funny. He apologized when he accepted the award and he was crying and the whole thing, but because they had panned to Serena and Venus in that moment. And Mm -hmm. honestly, Venus had a nip slip child. I don't know if you saw it, but she had, it was a hot mess. mess. Venus had a nip slip. I I was like, Oh, is that, is that, is that a titty? Like we were all confused. So when we were all focusing on that, because we're like, did that just, did her boob just pop out the dress? We, we didn't hear him when he apologized to everyone in the room and the Academy. So Mm -hmm. he apologized. And then he followed up a day later with an Instagram post where he literally he said, I'm embarrassed. He addressed Chris directly. He said, yes, I apologize. I was emotional. I have it here. It's <laughs> like, we have it. <laughs> Read it. Let the people know. Violence in all forms is poisonous and destructive. My behavior last at last night's Academy Awards was unacceptable and inexcusable. Jokes at my expense are part of the job, but a joke about Jada's medical condition was too much for me to bear, and I reacted emotionally. I would like to publicly apologize to Chris. I was out of line, and I was wrong. I was embarrassed, and my actions were not indicative 
of the man I want to be. There is no place for violence in a world of love and kindness. I would also like to apologize to the Academy, the producers of the show, all the attendees and everyone watching around the world. I would like to apologize to the Williams family and my Ken Richards family. I deeply regret that my behavior has stained what has been an otherwise gorgeous journey for all of us. I am a work in progress. Sincerely, Will. That's it. Very well said. Very well said. I have grease. I'm sorry. This isn't Kanye. This isn't someone that has been acting a fucking fool for you. I agree. Smith. Like, are you kidding me? Like I, it was wrong, but at the same time, I, I am not on this train of all these other celebrities (laughs) trying to vilify him. I'm like, you can fuck off. And you want to know what's funny. You want to know what's funny. All these celebrities that are coming after him talking about assault, blah, blah, blah. Have you seen Black Twitter? The dragging. <laughs> the collective like, Black Twitter <laughs> is taking everyone on. Jim Carrey literally did an, a, an interview with Gail like two days ago. And he uh-huh. said like, you know, all the people that were supporting him to be ashamed of themselves. And he, mm-hmm. you know, this, I that, saw. and the third. The way that Twitter was like, ah, ah, and literally came with receipts on Jim Carrey and the shit that he's done throughout the years. His ex fiance, I think wife that like killed herself after like craziness. Zoe Kravitz yesterday, her ass got dragged. Girl. Bet Midler, Kareem Abdul, like all these celebrities. Everybody was like, no, 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 no. Don't come for Will. Don't come for Will Smith. I think it's very interesting how collectively black people, like there are individual (laughs) people that feel like Will was wrong and it was just across the board. And I don't think that anybody that's on his side in this is saying that he's not, but they're also saying Agreed. that there is so much more at play here that makes him justified. Yes. And mm-hmm. just because he's, he's wrong, doesn't make it like not right. Is, sure. And I think that's the, the point that people that are supporting him are trying to come across. And mm-hmm. they have just collectively said, like, let's not turn this into a high horse they're moment. Try, like, they're saying let's that not the be hypocritical in, about they're this. They're saying they're like, trying to investigate taking his his award. And I'm like, you can fuck off. You know, well, I heard artists, that they're not going to do that. They're just I would lose my mind. They're they're trying to decide on whether or not they want to um, remove his Academy membership for the future, which I can see. I can see that. I could see that. Sure. See that. Yeah. At the show, he acted like he, he got got out of pocket. Okay. Sure. Okay. I can mm-hmm. see that that is a justified um, moment, but I think that you lost the ability to take away his award when you let I him let accept him get, it. <laughs> accept the award. Because you, you knew that Twitter was going crazy, it. that everybody was tuned in, everybody mm-hmm. was rewinding their TVs, rewatching, mm-hmm. and you kept everything going for the ratings. You know that. And if you are going to now take away the man's award 20 minutes, three days, whatever after you mm-hmm. had, they had like 20 minutes between him yeah, because that it was best documentary. And then it was like, I want to say there Some, was it was like two other awards and then it was best actor. I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's like you lost your ability. You had 10 minutes to workshop that in the back sure. during commercial sure. break twice and you didn't take it. So sure. we're not even going to talk about whether or not like to me, like, it's a riot if they take away the award. It's a, it's a no. I would, it's a riot. I would. I would literally between the like Harvey we need Wine to protest. Team, <laughs> I, will, I will go to the White House. We need to like, take protest. to the streets. Like, <laughs> I no. would be very upset. But all in all, my opinion is again, violence is wrong. I, he shouldn't have done it. I was horrified. I genuinely was like, no, it was. Like, I was. I had to shocking. walk out of the room because I was so like embarrassed, cringe. I was horrified. I love him so much. I couldn't believe he did it. But at I the know. same time, I was just like. 
yeah, but Chris Rock, you won't say that shit again. However, funnily enough, Chris Rock, his he's going on tour, comedy tour, and mm. his ticket sales, like he's almost sold out in every single city. And his first, I want to say his first city is in Boston, like this week, I want to say, mm-hmm. and he's literally almost sold out in every single city. So I mean, hey. he's a legend. We're not gonna just de- de- sure. deny that. I think and- I think he's a douche. I've never liked him, but I, but I do think in terms of comedy, he's one of the ones that people like. I've, I've never liked. You know him. what I think is so, so funny also about this? I feel like, I feel like that sentiment about Chris Rock is also very real, and I feel like a little bit of us kind of relished in the fact that we just got to see someone get slapped in the face. Like <laughs> it was like Will did it for all of us. Like because we, I don't like. I find do you and know it's Chris not even Rock? about Chris Rock specifically. I think it's just comedians that rest- run their representation mouth. Representation of comedians that run their mouth or yeah. people in Hollywood that sit on a high horse and think sure. that they can sing and do anything and sure. think that there's no repercussions for that action. I feel like it That's was. It. It was a it was a slap that was like retribution almost for like the past yes. 50 years of just culture in Hollywood. Yes. And people saying and the thing is, I think what happens is people are like, oh, but like, it's funny. Oh, but like, it's a he's a comedian. And I'm like, I don't give a shit. You cannot. There's certain things that you should not say. There's certain things like to me personally. And, you know, the people might riot. I'm not a big Dave Chappelle fan. And I've actually never been a big Dave Chappelle fan at all. I've never mm-hmm. I didn't enjoy the show when I was younger. I tried to get into it because it was such a cult everyone was watching it and all this stuff but I remember I saw one episode and it was the one where he does the white black supremacist and I or the black white supremacist yeah and I remember I think part of the reason why I was just like yeah this isn't for me was because number one I watched that and I just thought it was kind of in such poor taste and also the people who I was watching with, I was in college, right? We went to college mm-hmm. together and the people I was watching with were all white and white passing people mm. and they're dying of laughter at some of the jokes. And I'm sitting there, you know, black little old me. And I'm just like, um, yeah. like, this isn't funny to me. I just never. And I will say that he himself has come out publicly and said that he regrets his time on the show. And a lot of the bits he did, because it did make black people look bad. And he was catering to a certain audience, which kind of, you know, stereotyped us and aligned mm-hmm. us in, in the stereotypical way. So I get that. And he's acknowledged it. But I just I've always found him like, I've just never been the biggest fan of him. Right. So to me, I'm just kind of like, I, I, again, I agree. There's certain comedians and certain people that just get on these platforms and they say, it's one thing to have an opinion about something. It's another thing to hurt someone's feeling feelings and just say something offensive. You can be the funniest comedian. You don't have to be terrible. I watched, um, what is her name? Uh, Yvonne Orgy, the from oh, Molly, yeah. from Insecure, she did mm-hmm. a, a stand up on HBO, and I thought it was amazing. Not only because I related to a lot of it as a black woman and just the stories of family and all these mm-hmm. things, she didn't offend anybody one time. She didn't go out right. of her way to offend like a group, to offend a person, and she was hysterical, and it got such good reviews. I do so. think we're getting to a place with comedy and and comedians where you just can't talk, you can't just say anything carte blanche, and sure. I think we are as a society, just kind of sick of the excuse of, but it's free speech or it's comedy. It's like, there are lines. And if you're going to be willing to say anything, you have to be willing to take the consequences of anything. Of anything. Sure. I just think it's very like so many comedians are like, now we have to be scared for our time on the stage. It's like, you should have always been scared. Like you shouldn't have been willing to say every and anything about 
groups of people or specific people without like maybe getting run up on. Like I can't talk crazy in the streets and think that somebody might not Someone's slap not me across get the upset. face. Like, right. That's something right. that I take into account when I'm out in the world. And it's like, why, why, why shouldn't, shouldn't you? you? Well, it's also funny that a lot of people, in my opinion, a lot of people that are now vilifying and, you know, crucifying Will Smith for all this bullshit. I'm like, you just want, you wanted to do this the whole time anyway. And you right. were just waiting for him to do something and you're waiting for any black man or any, but that's how I feel. And that's why I'll be honest with you. A lot of my friends who are not family have tried to have this conversation with me and I have literally not even responded because I'm like, I'm, I'm like Wakanda forever. Please don't talk to me about this. Like right. the congregation, the deacons took him aside in the moment, the congregation, we're going to all get on a zoom call. We're going to handle this internally. I don't, I don't bah, 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 bah. like, I don't want to hear what you have to say because what's happening is it's not just like, like how we all are like, oh my God, we can't believe he did it. He's, you know, he's dis- how disappointing we love him so much. A lot of people are turning this into a race thing. I don't care what you tell me. And I'm like, I am not having it. I love Will Smith. I have grace. The man has been such a great entertainer for in music, in comedy, in, in TV, in film for all these years. He had a bad fuck up and it was bad. It was bad. It was but real I bad. Refuse, I refuse to sit here and like jump on this like train or whatever. Like he's canceled. I'm like, no, 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 no. I just feel like. Not. Absolutely not. People that have done really like offendable cancellation, c- cancelable. Alec offenses. Baldwin shot and killed someone the other day and had the nerve. He, he said something. <laughs> he said, guys, bro, he said something. woman is dead because of you, whether it <laughs> like, was meant to be or not. Like a woman still lost her life because of you. Because of you. You can be talking about somebody else. He's like, it was assault. I'm like, you killed someone on set the other day. Like, yeah, I need you to. And not only that, he's had issues before in the past and yelling at people and all this other shit. I'm like, that's what I'm saying. All these celebrities right now in these glass houses, just throwing stones. And I'm like, listen. And again, black Twitter holds the receipts in the vault and they're coming out with them. And I'm thankful for it. I'm I thankful loved, for it. Um, when I was watching Diddy coming out, we're going <laughs> to gonna deal with this in love. I was like, Diddy, the South remembers when you ran up on your son's football coach and slapped that nigga up. So please don't come up here on stage <laughs> and act brand new and say, we're going to handle this in love later. Like, stop. That's what I'm saying. That's I mean, members. I miss the days where celebrities for the most part. And I think a lot of this attributes to social media. They wouldn't say anything. It would be a no comment. They just wouldn't talk about it. I miss those days. I just stop talking. Like nobody wants to see your point of view. Nobody cares because again, those people that live in glass houses should not be throwing stones. And I do think my strategic queen, Beyonce Giselle Nose Carter, decided to drop those like butt naked pictures on Instagram to get people talking about something else. I truly believe that she something was like, else. enough. And let me just post these pictures. And I do, I hate that, you know, the whole slap overshadowed what was His honestly such, it was such a great oh. moment. And I was so <laughs> sad that it overshadowed it, but it's like, I was so point, sad for him. I was yeah, when he was making yeah. his speech. I was like, this should be like the the moments that like when Leonardo had, DiCaprio won. Yes, it, like and happy like, and yeah, yeah. Just I just felt like it was obviously the moment was ruined by he ruined his own moment. So I can't. It's not mm-hmm. like anybody not else's anyone else's fault. fault but his own, but sure. I was just so upset for him. I was sad. I was heartbroken. Like I want him to like do an Instagram video and like really make the acceptance speech that we were supposed to hear. Um, Like, I just felt like his career, like the culmination of his career, he should have won for Ali. He should have won for the pursuit of happiness. And it's beautiful that he's winning for this, but I just feel like 
he has been working towards this and he finally got it. And I was just so incredibly proud and happy for my favorite actor to get this moment. And Mm -hmm. he's the fifth black actor to win an Academy award for best actor. And the first one in 16 years. And it it was just, it was a historic moment. And I was, and it was, it's really a shame that it was ruined. And like, obviously that's on him, but it's, it was unfortunate, but I am very happy for him. And I do think that everyone will forget about this in two months. Um, I'm like, guys, there's a fucking war going on in Ukraine. Gas like, prices are high. Like we have other shit to talk about. And also about people right have now. done way worse. Way like, worse. People have done way worse. Like, let's not act like, th- like he, sh- he went up there and shot him. Like, come on. My, I will, I'm, I'm, I will say this though. Chris Rock. I the level of professionalism we have no choice but to stand because he could have easily hopped the fuck off him <laughs> right back he could have slapped him right back he could have punched him and it would have been an actual tussle on the Oscar stage between two black men and I don't think I would ever recover from that no, like, like <laughs> I don't think society would have recovered, recovered from that <laughs> turned so, into a tussle like, can I, you imagine like Diddy and like Denzel <gasps> running up on the stage to pull them apart. Like it would have just been absolutely <laughs> in the timeline where there was an actual fight. Like I want to go there. Like I want to know what that felt like. That would have been a disaster. Insane. Would've, I would have. I ha- I will again. I'm not a Chris Rock fan by any means. But I think he deserved to, you know, on the stage. Like whatever, honestly, but. And I can't, not for nothing, Will, that was super disrespectful. Like, (laughs) like, just to critique the moment for a little bit, like, you walked all the way up there and slapped the man in the face of the grown man. Like, And listen, not even like a push. He opened palm, like a high five on this man's face. Like, his cheek was sizzling like a fajita. Like, there was no way. I mean, It was a telenovela moment. It was... I mean, it was it was honestly so wild. And obviously you can see that we are going up and down and back and forth and left and right. And that's what this moment calls for. This is a nuanced situation and there are many ways to feel about it. And obviously we feel many ways. We I feel just, many things, I don't but like I will not people. not like Will Smith. I don't care what anybody's fucking telling me. I'm like, there's no way I will not like Will Smith. Like you can we just stand. You can, exactly. He was wrong, but that Chris Rock gonna say that shit again. That's all I have to say. <laughs> And I do think I like the sentiment that, um, that this gives like just collectively, like watch what, watch your fucking mouth. Yes. You cannot, again, I just have a thing like Jada was just sitting there minding her own business. And I know she too is obviously in the industry. She is an actress herself and all these things, but it's also like she was there to support her husband. Like in that moment, it wasn't about her. It was about Will. And to me, it was just like, it was just so mean. It was so mean. Like it's like, you know, no one's making fun of, you know, Nicole hit look, Nicole Kidman. He's is married to um, what's his face? Um, Keith, Keith Urban. Keith Urban. He's also nobody was making fun of him. And mind you, are they in the press? Was there anything? Re- no, but it's like there, there was just no it, it just it didn't call for it. And I thought, no. again, it's his. And he said it, it was my wife's medical condition. I remember like he lives with this woman. You don't you don't like for her to talk about it on her show. She was like near tears. Like you don't think that he's had to deal with like the impact of her illness, like in the home, how it's affected her, her family, her self-esteem, like the right. cry- who knows, you know, and he's had to deal with that. And I just again, I just feel like again, and also, don't 
the the hypocrisy that meant oh it was just a joke about her hair sir if i know you and i make a joke about your hairline you're gonna stop me so don't talk about what what the joke was and how the the insensitivity of it like that in itself is another bit of hypocrisy that i can't stand here it's like i can't like most people are not walking around with shaved heads like everybody has Mm -hmm. an attachment especially women men or women so Mm -hmm. for him to get up there and make that joke like he was just so wrong on so many levels it was was. he was i felt bad i did feel bad that he got hit but at the same time i was like well, you shouldn't have been talking shit and right. <laughs> shouldn't have been talking shit, but it is what it is. I, I, you know, I, I, like I said, the past few days, I've had to ignore some texts from some people and some DMS <laughs> because I was like, I don't want like, we will not be friends after this conversation. Cause I'm not trying to discuss with you like, Oh, but it was assault and he should have done this. And no. I'm in rage. I'm like, fuck you. Like, like honestly, like you can, Apatow, he could have killed him. Like, sir, <laughs> stop. The thing is the way Twitter went after him after he said it and then he deleted the tweet and I was like (laughs) like Zoe Kravitz she got dragged yesterday for what she said in her caption and I'm like people need to stay out of it there's there was a lot of celebrity John Legend there were a lot of celebrities at like the Vanity Fair party that when reporters were asking them they were like no comment like they just didn't say a fucking word because you know what John Legend might have run up there for Chrissy okay so there were so many people that were just like no comment. There were people that were like, love them both. No comment. Like, just, I'm not saying anything. And then you have these dummies fucking, you know, capitalizing. Jumping on in when they don't need to jump in. Hate them. I'm ready. So I'm over it. But whatever I said, what I said, I think it was wrong all around. But two things can be true. And Chris Rock needs to keep Jada Pinkett's name out, his out of his mouth. mouth. <laughs> out of his mouth. Completely yeah. agree. Mm-hmm. And I think that kind of sums up what we had to talk about this. We week. went hard. We went this hard. Was- we really did. We went in on a little bit of everything. Thank we you so in. much for coming onto the show. Please pimp yourself out. Tell the people where they can follow you, what you're doing, what's going on with you. Yes, let's do it. So I have, uh, you can follow me at Hey Alicia Hey, um, pretty much on all my social uh, media handles. I have my website, uh, HeyAlicia.com. It's my blog. I talk about a lot of different things and, you know, culture and kind of like society and culture and lifestyle and all that fun stuff. Um, And also I do have a podcast myself called the Chit Chat Connoisseur Podcast. Um, It's available on all major streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, um, etc. And we get into just a chit chat, a kiki with so many different um, types of people, like literally all over the world about mm-hmm. so many different things. And um, we have some great guests. Adriana has been on the show, you know, a few times and kind of starts us off with like our culture. She's like our, I want to say you're like the culture correspondent, like the bra or the Bravo correspondent. I think you're the Bravo correspondent um, yeah, yeah. for the show, but, um, but yeah, just so check me out and um, happy to be here. I'm happy to talk about this stuff. I haven't, you know, I, I like tell my fiance, like, He's so Chris Rock is on tour. Mm-hmm. My fiance loves Will Smith. Like, like he adores him. Mm-hmm. And he was so upset on Sunday. Like he was like, I cannot believe he just did that. And mind you, like we're in the house and all the, all my girlfriends are here and he's the only guy. And even he was like, what, what was that? So I said, I agree with you, but I was like, talk shit, get hit. Like you can't say stuff like that. Whatever. Yeah. Him and his friend now are going to the Chris Rock show when he comes. <laughs> and <laughs> he was like, do you want to go? I was like, 
<laughs> no, like, absolutely not. <laughs> so they are going to the show when he's here in Miami. I think it's in like two or three weeks or something like that. They're going to the show. So we'll see how it goes. I can report back to you my findings. And we'll okay. He said anything if he makes fun of Will. I wonder if he's going to address it. Like he hasn't said anything. He I wonder apologized. if he will. He hasn't said anything. So that's why I'm kind of like, wait, is he about, is it about to like go down? So anyway, we'll see. But, um, but yeah, I um talk about a lot of different things and happy to be on. I'm sure my fiance has been sick about talking about it. So it's glad to have someone else in, in the family that I can discuss. It of with course. Them. Of course. Thank you yes. so much for being on. I love when you come on the show, but okay. guys, thank you so much for tuning into another episode of the TV and T podcast. Go ahead and subscribe to us wherever you are listening. You know, all the places wherever you are listening to us, please leave us a five-star review and tell us something nice. And if you are watching us on YouTube, feel free to subscribe and to give this video a thumbs up. And we will be back next Saturday with another episode to serve the tea on the latest TV and pop culture news. Bye, guys.